0: Let's all join together and pray. (laughs) Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you are our rock, you are our Redeemer. Amen. Okay. I'm giving you permission this morning. It's time. It's not because the sermon's going to be really boring. Pull out your phone. If you have a smartphone, actually do it right now. Pull out your smartphone. Grab it. Yep. It's okay. I promise. This is just a little introduction. Eventually we'll put the phones away. You got your phone out? All right. What I want you to do now is whatever you use, whether it's Apple News or a specific news website, CNN, Fox, NBC, whatever you use, take your your smartphone, go to that news source right now. All right. Whatever you use. Apple news website, whatever. If you don't, that's okay. You got it? You looking at it right now? All right, now what I want you to do is take, I don't know, 15 seconds, look at the headlines, read just what the headlines say, and even scroll down a little bit. Hmm what do you see? I'm guessing that as you look just for a couple seconds this morning, you're going to find what I found every single time I did this week, totally different times, even on Thanksgiving Day, I found the same thing. Hmm. As you think through what you're looking at right now, Can you tally up? Can you count? How many of these articles, how many of these things that are looking for your attention would set your mood for the day and would just fill your heart and your life with joy? If you look at the one that Michelle put up here, uh, nope. It's kind of shocking that these are the things that as you look at news and what news might be, that you find stories about the war in Ukraine, about death and destruction, about legal issues that are going on, about the political controversies and political fighting going on in our country. You're gonna find empty stories about celebrities that mean nothing and yet. You'll also find, especially this week, you're gonna find the top 25 things that you need to buy under $50 because these things are gonna change your life. It's kind of crazy. This is what we have in front of us. This is what our eyes can see. And this is the kind of information that is grabbing for your attention right now. But what isn't shocking is that because these are the kind of things that you see with your eyes, these are the kind of things that are drawing your attention and your eyes in, that life sucked into information, and especially negative information, life like this can feel like a joyless life. That makes sense. If this grabs your attention and this is what pulls your eyes in, then the world around you doesn't look too good anymore. You're going to have a hard time finding joy. You're going to start to assume that a joy-filled life here and now That's not possible. Maybe back in the good old days, but not now. Not with all this going on around us. This dark, depressing, dreary world that we can find just hitting us again and again and again isn't too far off from the world that was going on around Isaiah and his time. So for today and for the next three weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to get to look through his eyes and see his perspective in a world that was dark and dreary and depressing and gloomy too. Because you see, Isaiah lived at the time when he got to see with his own eyes what life looked like when an entire nation of people got killed the country that was his northern neighbor, the country of Israel, had chosen to reject God. They forgot the promises that their families had made, promises to be faithful to God, to do what God said, to remember God's promises. They forgot that the Lord had promised that if they did that, that he would be with them, that he would bless them, that they would prosper, that life would be good. And instead, their leaders and kings led the people to worship wood that was carved by someone, stone that was chiseled out by somebody. So God had enough of it. He sent the conquering nation of Assyria into that northern kingdom and wiped them off of the face of the earth. And who was there to hear about it and to see it? Isaiah. That's what he saw with his eyes. Now, as bad as it was for somebody to see something awful like that with their own eyes, what was worse is that Isaiah was starting to see that same attitude of rejection and denial toward God in his own country, in his own people that were around him. Now, when we're doing this worship and sermon series, what I want you to do, you can't do it right now, but read through the entire book of Isaiah. It's not going to take you that long. I promise you're going to find depth in this sermon series and worship series more than what you're going to get just in a couple sermons here. But as you read through the entire book of Isaiah, the first chunk is chapters 1 through 39, and what you see again and again and again is God warning people, if you go down that path, it's not going to be good for you. If you choose that kind of life away from me, it's going to be bad. If you do this, watch out bad things are coming, this dark world is going to get a whole lot darker for you. But thankfully, that's not all you're going to find in the book of Isaiah. No, because week after week as we gather here, instead, we get to look at the other thing that God told his people. We get to look at these promises that God made of a better future, a future filled with hope. God pulled back the blinders that those people had on and allowed them to see through the darkness and the depression and the death and this awful world around them. And even then, through Isaiah, God gave those people a reason to rejoice, to be filled with joy. For us right now in these days that are leading up to Christmas, it's pretty easy to start feeling a little bit like this. It doesn't take too long And you get into the holidays and you get into the Christmas season and then it doesn't take much for feelings of loneliness. Tears of sadness because someone you love isn't around you anymore. Seeing reminders of how much you don't have that everybody else seems to have. Wanting to be in a different place other than this place where you are. All of those sorts of things can drain your heart of the joy that should be filling it in these days. But we also get the other side of the holidays that seem to give this impression of people who are filled with joy, right? You hear people talk about, oh, this is the best time of the year. These are the best memories that they made as a kid. This is the time when you pull out all the stops. You light the house and you put up so many lights that when you turn them on at night, your neighbors think that it's time to get up, it's morning. This is when you give the most thoughtful and meaningful and useful gifts that show how much you care about people. This is that time of year. This should be a time filled with joy. And then you think it might some of that be fake joy. Pretty easy to do. Pretty easy to put on this face. Because how many pictures are filled with smiles that are just forced Smiles. There's too much stress trying to make all of it right. How much effort is put into having this face so that everybody else thinks you're enjoying and having as much fun as you should be having at that time? Yeah? You and I can cover over a hurting and a joyless heart pretty easily. But wherever you're at today, whether you're on one side and your heart is filled with joy and excitement because presents and good times are coming or... You're far over on the other side and joy seems to be about as far away from you as it can be. Wherever you're at, you got to admit that Christmas traditions, that spending time with specific people even, that being in places, that giving good gifts by themselves, these things aren't bad. But if you let these things determine whether or not you have joy in these days leading up Christmas day it's going to be hard you're not going to find the joy and the happiness in life that you want to find and if that is where you're at right now then get ready for the 26th because that day it's going to be a pretty big letdown you need a better way to look at life so where can you find joy, real joy lasting joy that is going to stick with you today through the season and even after that Let God open your eyes to see what Isaiah saw. Even in awful things going on around him, God let Isaiah see the joy that was built into this special, promised future life. This is what God let Isaiah see. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, his country. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains, it will be exalted above the hills. And all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. Judah and Jerusalem, his country, don't end up like the northern kingdom. Like the country, the city, the temple, it's all still there in this vision of the future. And more than just existing now, People are flooding to this place. People have chosen to leave behind their old lives to go to the Lord, to see how the life that the Lord calls them to lead is the life that they want to lead. They're going to do whatever God tells them to do. And there's more good news. God's going to do more. More than just drawing people into that place, God will go out. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. So much so that they'll beat their swords, their weapons of war, into farming equipment, plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Can you imagine that? Not only would the Lord draw them in and give them that better life, he's going to make the rest of the world around them a better place too. He's going to be the perfect judge that fixes all the issues. He's going to take away the need to be ready to fight because... He ends war permanently. God reshapes the future into this perfect place of peace and unity. And then he speaks to the people back at Isaiah's time. He says to them, come descendants of Jacob. Let's walk in the light of the Lord. Time isn't up. He's still calling out in love for people to turn back to him. He's promising them a better way of life. His promises are shining out into the darkness. He's giving people a reason to rejoice. Now, you and I are on the other side of history from Isaiah. You and I look back at the promises that God made to his people something about 3,000 years ago. And the cool thing is God's promises are just as meaningful for you and me. Because we've seen these promises come true in the best way. This is what's really interesting. As God gave this vision to Isaiah to see Judah and Jerusalem and his country and things look good and look perfect, that wasn't the reality that did happen in life. Because Judah and Jerusalem and the temple did get wiped out and destroyed. So where was the joy? Where was the better future that was coming? The future life God told Isaiah about happened when Jesus was born at Christmas into this world. When God himself chose to come down and come near and be near people. When God does that, he gives you a reason to rejoice. Because joy comes from your Savior coming and choosing to live with you. You don't have to work hard or search at finding joy in four weeks leading up to Christmas. You don't have to manufacture it. You don't have to fake it. You know right now it's yours in Jesus. Because he came to teach you his ways, to guide you in his paths, to be your light in this dark world. He brought you back together with God. He comforted your broken hearts with his perfect love. He's washed away the marks and the stains and the sins that you wrapped yourself up in. He's forgiven you. That's what Isaiah saw happening in the future. That's why people were flooding into that one place. That's what we look back and what we see happening at Christmas. But it isn't just Christmas because it's what happened as Jesus rode into Jerusalem for the last time As people saw him coming to finish that mission to save and shouts of Hosanna, save us. Shouts of blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Shouts of this, this is Jesus our Savior. When Jesus, when God comes near to us, you can't help but be filled with joy and let that joy come out. Joy is one of my favorite characters from the Disney Pixar movie, Inside Out. If you haven't spent the hour and a half, it's really only an hour and a half. If you haven't spent the time, take some time this week and watch Inside Out. You can see the different characters up there. You've got sadness, crying and weeping. You've got joy, excited, big smile on the face. You've got anger, fire coming out the volcano head. You've got disgust, It doesn't like anything. And then you've got fear, nervous over there on the side. And I love this movie. One of the reasons why is it gives you kind of a little peel back of what an interaction is going on inside somebody's head. So you get the husband and the wife and all of his people inside his head. They're watching sports. Hockey is going on. As the wife is paying attention and aware to the family and knows what's going on and she's trying to nudge him. And, oh, what happened? Uh Uh-oh, better get ready. Then you get to see what it looks like as uh, a little child, maybe more like a toddler, what's filling their heads just the exciting things, the fun things, the loving things. You get to see why the annoying songs that get stuck in your head keep playing in your head again and again and again. It's kind of a peel back of all of that, and you get to see all these emotions interacting, and and joy is one of these emotions that are going on up there. But here's the part that I love the most in this movie. It's when joy realizes that even though she's around all the time, that she's there and her voice and her influence is there, she realizes she's not the only voice that goes for people. She's not the only one that gets a say to what's happening. The other emotions are always going to be there, and they have this ability to express themselves too. And because it's not just joy, it feels a whole lot more like reality. Because... Even as Christians, the truth is, you can't fake joy. We do live in a dark and depressing and gloomy world around us. There are all of these other things there. So that's why especially in these times, right now as we prepare to celebrate Christmas, as we live in a messed up world around us, ask God to let you see what Isaiah got to see ask him to bring your savior back into focus into your eyes because joy comes from seeing your savior a better joy that nothing is going to take away a joy that will last now and forever christianity and joy they go together for us joy is there look at jesus this season and you'll find a reason to rejoice All right, if you have your phone out now, put it away. Because what I want you to do is instead of pulling out your phone and looking at that news source and that news feed, can you picture a news feed going in your head right now of what life is going to look like for the next couple weeks? What headlines are you going to see on that news feed? Person frustrated because they can't find the right gift. Person who's bored because school seems to drag on a little bit. Person who's excited because the lights did get up. Person who loves to see and experience all the family and the friends around them. Person ready for Christmas. What do you see? As you think through all of the headlines that could be going around you, remember the one theme that's going to run through all of them. Person whose heart is filled with joy today and every day because Jesus gives us a reason to rejoice. Amen. Amen.